0: Visit adhdessentials.com for more details. So, welcome to the ADHD Essentials Podcast. This is one of those rough cut things that I do when there's an ADHD International Conference, which is happening today and tomorrow and Saturday. Things are a little more disorganized in terms of doing these rough cut podcasts. So, I'm not guaranteeing anything for tomorrow or Saturday because I can't just walk the halls of a hotel and be like, hey, Renee, Lolly, Kate, come to my like, hotel room and let's record a podcast episode. I have to send people texts and emails and like, it's more complicated and there's more layers. And that is part of what I want to talk about in, with regard to this conference this year. Um, so before I go yammering any further, I want to introduce our guests today. Renee Brooks, Lolly Davies, or, I'm sorry, Lolly Weeks and <laughs> Kate Barrett, uh, all of whom have been on the show in the past. Renee, I think, has the the banner for most podcast episodes appearing on, um, but you have heard all of their voices in the past. So, Renee, if you don't mind starting us off, what has this conference been like for you? What are your takeaways? What do you what do you think?
1: Okay, so. I I was concerned with having to be in video conferencing because I've been telling people I'm one Zoom meeting from the edge <laughs> but I think they've done a really good job of keeping it like it's been really engaging like it was it it was very conversational I didn't feel I mean partially because I was also speaking at one of the sessions like of course I didn't feel like I was being spoken to because I was literally interacting with the other panelists whatever um I think it's interesting. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Do you guys remember that system that they had last year? On the app? Where mm-hmm. everyone could communicate with each other and it was almost like our little social area mm-hmm. on the app. It feels very much like that just virtually. Um, mm-hmm. And I miss being able to like walk down the hallway and look up and be like, you, I've been looking for you everywhere. How you been? But um, from a like getting into the panel perspective. It's almost like um, I don't have to worry about getting lost. I don't have to worry about finding a room number. It's all there. I know what time it is. If I missed it, the replay is there when I go into the room anyway. It's like I was really there. So that part is very, very handy.
2: That is nice. You're never late.
0: (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) What about you, Lolly? How's this been for you?
2: Um been a great day um monica Hassel and barbara and i kind of got to the pleasure of kicking things off with one of the first sessions and uh only the most minor of technical glitches otherwise everything went off really well um and had some nice q a at the end so i think that overall you know considering that we can't all be together in some big hilton or marriott um, I think that it's, it's a pretty good alternative. Um, and yeah, there's an, int- there's, it's more intimate than I thought it would be.
0: Mm-hmm. And you said that you were on the phone with our friend Kira listening to the keynote. So that's a cool twist oh, as yeah. well to be, to make yeah, it work that way.
2: We, we were able to kind of, you know, bounce back and forth. Um, you know, cause when you're sitting in a ballroom listening to keynote, you kind of are supposed to be quiet. <laughs> but nobody can hear you if you're chit chatting in the background on your cell phone
0: cool i think what is so um,
3: is it okay what about you yeah Kate? i just switched so is i have this square? lovely big fat that's so mic. much better Yeah, sounds... right, you can't even see it because of my green screen but um i don't know how to turn it down so apparently i'm just gonna be lodging in charge or normal um <laughs> Uh, I, you know, here, so here was my hope, my hope for this conference, because I was infinitely bummed when stupid COVID came and took away the opportunity for us all to gather, because that really is, I mean, that is the best part of this conference is being in each other's personal physical space and sharing that space together. Um, And I wanted this to be better than... You know the typical summits that are out there where you just dial in and you listen, and there's not any interaction, and you just—I mean, I never listen to all of them. I never come back to them. There's, there's just nothing that keeps me there, even though my intention is to listen to all the things. I maybe listen to two or three. Um, And I agree with Renee. Like, the one thing I love is that the chats are super active. So, during the sessions, if you're not presenting, you can like watch all the information go through the chat. Yeah. Um, The facilitators are fantastic. I mean, the thing I love about ADHD conferences in general is everyone's so forgiving. (laughs) So, if there's a screw up, you know, everyone's like, that's okay. We know you'll try better next time. That's
2: true. (laughs)
3: Um, and we are like that. So I think for that respect, like it's been, I've been happy to see the interaction, the level of interaction, you know, there've been a few technical glitches and everybody's trying to get used to the system. Like, how do I get into this video? How do I get to the live Q and a, um, and you know, so we're learning a few things as a conference committee in terms of, all right, if we have to do this again, what, what do we not want to happen next time? Um, but I think no. overall it's been interesting. <laughs> I've been, I've actually spent more time today going to the out of session live events than I have to anything that's going to be recorded. Um, because mm-hmm. I know I can only, I can only see them now. Like I have to show up in the now. So it creates that urgency for your brain. Like you better show up or you don't get it. Um, And some of them are really engaging and interesting. And so I think I've enjoyed a lot of that. I went, I did go to one recorded, well, a couple, I went to the keynote, um, but I also went to one recorded regular session and that was still interactive. There was still a lot going on in the chat and, and it, and it was really engaging because I went to Alan Graham's Mm -hmm. um, piece in the morning and he talked, uh, he was talking about how to create that collaborative partnership amongst professionals so you know coaches and therapists and doctors and who's on your team and how do you collaborate and when's the best time to collaborate and what what can our clients you know how can they benefit from that collaboration and what is the role of a coach versus a therapist and um, so it was really nice just to hear that I always love hearing that but I and I love hearing Alan Graham speak anyway he's always just got really good solid words
2: in that space Um, so (coughs) Cool. That's on my list to listen to tomorrow during a break. So I'm looking forward to it even more now.
0: Awesome. And um, my takeaway from this conference, which is a big takeaway, I think, is that working from home is hard when you don't control your schedule, because as a coach, I design my own schedule. I am also homeschooling my children. And this conference doesn't care that I design my own schedule. And- So, um, I have not gone to anything for the conference today. I just didn't because I had to homeschool my kids and although they had primarily independent work to do, I'm also a little bit fried from an eventful week and just in general, broadly speaking, um, and by coincidence, because I have ADHD and I am bad with dates, I double booked myself for today (laughs) and tomorrow. And I have uh, a two-day workshop that I'm running for the Massachusetts School Administrators Association. So today, Oops. I kind of, yeah, right, kind of firmed up that workshop, ran the first half of that workshop. I'm doing the second half tomorrow from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock, so I'll be missing pieces of the conference, but I'm going to go to the earlier stuff and potentially the later stuff as well. Um, yeah. But I, it really opened my <laughs> eyes to what it must be like for folks who are working from home and have that 40-hour a week job that eight hour day where they have to go and do stuff and their kids are virtual learning or their kids are being homeschooled by maybe them and how difficult that is to pull off. I was able to kind of go, well, I just won't do the job. Right. Cause theoretically this conference is the job for me. Um, and I was just like, guys, I, I just won't do that. Like I'll listen to the recordings <laughs> later. I'm sure. I can buy at least some <laughs> of them. Theoretically, I'll listen to them. For two maybe. weeks. I don't yeah. know. I don't usually do that, but let's pretend you can
2: listen to them for free for two weeks if you're registered.
0: Yeah. And because I'm a presenter, so, I think I get it maybe even a little longer than that. But yeah. Um, or yeah. I think we're all presenters. So maybe that maybe I don't. Um, I
2: feel very fortunate. <laughs> I, that I, have an, I have an office, you know, less than a mile down this road <laughs> from my house. So I can bounce back and forth, and my kids are a little bit older, but I can actually physically distance myself. In fact, my husband texted me about a halfway through John Rady's <laughs> keynote. And he was like, are you coming home tonight? <laughs> I was like, and "You're like, well, my- I could sleep on the seat in my office, but since Kate and I don't have our annual sleepover at the conference planned, I'll come home. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was, I actually, a moment of brilliance blocked off these days on my calendar. So um, I was out.
0: Nice. So given that I missed it, what, what's the stuff I should have learned? What did you guys take away that are like your important insights, critical thoughts, what's coming out of this conference so far within one day? Anybody got anything?
1: So one of the things that we talked about was what, types of policies we can put in place to help um, communities and families of color n- navigate the whole world of ADHD better, and that was a really rich conversation that came out of, out of the discussion. the one that I think we're already in the process of continuing. So that was that was really good that was that was encouraging.
0: Anything specific about how to support communities of color?
1: One of the things like in like it was Ada has already done some of this work. We were talking about um, getting in there and helping people who are in prison specifically to try to arrest that school school to prison pipeline stuff. Um, One of my suggestions was we need to find a way when we're telling people that there's an ADHD diagnosis to get information into their hands immediately. Like, here's what ADHD is, here's what that means, here's what it doesn't mean. So that they aren't just hearing, we're telling them that their child has ADHD and they're hearing all the, the stereotypes and stigma that they've ever heard about the disorder. They're not hearing the facts. Right. That's a problem, that's creating a barrier for these children getting the treatment they need. They need actual information. Not to totally
2: derail the conversation, but Renee, we need to connect because one of the coaches that I trained with is a former court reporter and she was inspired to become a coach because she had ADHD <laughs> kids herself, but she saw so many of kids in the juvenile court system. And that was one of her big motivators. So anyway, seems, we'll talk about that yeah. some other time. But that's there's what I sure. love about our community. We're constantly connecting and collaborating and finding really unique ways. That's what's great is there's so much learning and you know, opportunity to ask questions, but also just to connect and find things that you're like, oh wait, I should introduce you to so and so.
0: Yeah, and yes. I can I do you know that I went to a maximum security prison to volunteer with the inmates?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, and like we never got a chance to like talk about what happened afterwards. So, like, okay, sorry, yeah, I... people listening on the podcast <laughs> who don't want to hear us catch up, but like, give me like 30 second version. I want to hear like everything you can cram into 30 seconds.
0: It, it was a really awesome experience. It was, it was really, um, it was, it, it's a little bit of a blur. I, I literally, this was how things went for me in like the span of a month. I, went to Disney world and the star Wars park too. Then went on a Disney cruise. Cause my in-laws paid for all that stuff. And we have a family who work at Disney. So Disney was free. I'm not big league in anybody. I wasn't dropping a ton of money. It was all people who paid covered me from the family. But so we did that stuff. And then I came home for two days, three days, maybe like I came home, I had a day at home and then I flew out to Reno and went on this prison trip and volunteered in this prison, met a lot of really cool people. Um, who were in maximum security prison for life on life sentences for killing people and burglary and armed robbery and that kind of stuff. Um But are also just people. And we hugged and we talked and, and oh, that sounds was cool. Phenomenal. And, um, and then I,
3: we could all go to
0: prison together. And then COVID hit. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it was wow, <wah! laughs>
1: that was literally, that was the last, like the last time we had a chance to catch up was right when you, I think it was like a day or two before you left. Yeah, and yeah. We've been re- it, like, th- God, was that before COVID? It was. No, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah all on. of that was before COVID. But we also St. Talk- yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked. St.
1: Patrick's Day.
0: Yeah, and we world
2: closed on St. Patrick's <laughs> Day.
0: Yeah, and we did connect after because we talked during um, all of the all of the racist riots that were happening.
1: That's right, we did. So, <laughs> which,
0: by the way, I'm done with calling them race riots. They're racist riots. Yeah,
1: no, they're 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 definitely. It- um, some people so, call them yeah. upright whatever we call them riots yeah.
0: no not riots no um so so yeah so that happened um but i can connect you to hustle 2.0 which is the group that runs those prison trips and i don't know if it'll be a useful connection or not but while i'm thinking of it i well, should say that out loud and commit look at that it another connection yeah.
1: that's amazing
0: potentially yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that that. this is the (laughs) magic of this conference and like I'm like but look at this this is why it's still happening even though we're not able to physically be together it's still just us going hey what you been up to since last time I saw you and look at look at what comes out of those conversations
2: yeah and I just got a lovely email via the platform a message from someone I met last year who is telling me about something we talked about and she went home and talked to her son about it and just, she just wanted to say hi. And I was like, oh. that's so cool. And uh, so I love that those connections are still being made even though we're virtual. I I sometimes joke that, you know, some, some people, you know go for like spa weeks with their girlfriends or yoga retreats or something. And I'm like, no, nope. I go hang out with my tribe. <laughs> And we collaborate and goof and be ourselves. Um, and I'm glad to see that that's still happening, even with the virtual conference this year. Yeah, I think we're all de- so desperate to connect with each other um, yep. that we're just like we're going to make the best of it, no matter what.
0: So let You're let me wrong. let me stick with you, Lolly. Something you learned and take away from all of this.
2: I sat in on um, uh, a really interesting session this morning um, after mine uh, on, you know, uh, transitioning to adulthood. I think that's such uh, an important area for so many of our, uh, you know, maturing young adults. And uh, uh, it was really interesting. She had some, some really interesting tools and suggestions to help support our young people, and she talked a lot about a lot of the cultural and, and economic forces that are impacting, you know, our soon to be college grads or recent grads um, that are, are making, you know, launching all the more difficult and complicated and how we can support them. Um, can you and you know, certainly details? COVID is creating, um, uh, well, you know, she was talking about the, um, you know, the factors of of underemployment, uh, you know, and student loan debt. And I think it's so important to address those factors when, you know, um, and, you know, not getting driver's licenses. A lot of, she talked a lot about the impact of screens mm-hmm. and the social interpersonal uh, impact that that's having. Um,
0: and like damaging social to, skills, you mean?
2: Right. You know, that that um, social anxiety, when you're in a face-to-face situation versus the comfort of, you know, playing endless hours of Fortnite or Call of Duty in a virtual space, um, they're comfortable socializing and interacting in that type of space. But then in the more, you know, in the physical in-person realm, that level of anxiety they they don't have that experience and then she was talking about um she was really talking about she also talked about the importance of you know teenagers need jobs whether they're volunteering or they have a paid job um she mentioned that she hears from clients sometimes that they're like oh but i i have to do what somebody tells me to do and i have to get up and be somewhere when somebody tells me I'm supposed to be, you know, that those are skills that work ethic needs to be developed, um, you know, at a young age appropriately and, you know, balancing academics and time. But she really mentioned, talked about, you know, even if it's volunteering, you know, once or twice, you know, a month or something, Mm -hmm. but something where they, there's an expectation and they need to, you know, respond to a boss or a supervisor
0: that's that's also important because it's the expectations are different right yeah like academically i did okay i guess like i was like a c student every now i'm going to be every now and then i got a d right um but when i went to work when i i had a paper route from fifth grade on and then i worked at chuck e cheese for a hot minute which probably makes a lot of sense to the people listening to this podcast <laughs> um and then I worked at a supermarket after that. Uh, and then I went to college, but, but those jobs exposed me to different people. They, they allowed me to be successful in a way that was not school and also allowed me to feel successful and feel, I guess, credited maybe, How I don't know, dare you. Feel rewarded <laughs> in a more immediate way. Right. Cause I got a paycheck for the hours that I put in and that validated those hours Yeah. as opposed to like, I went to school and I guess I wrote stuff on pe on paper. And like there's an essay somewhere that I did and got back a month later. There's less Mm -hmm. immediacy there. So the jobs stuff are good in other ways too.
2: I had my first job when I was 14. And I think that it's a struggle for a lot of parents and kids who have really, really jammed. Yeah, a lot of of them are waiting a long time. Um, and how can we possibly make time for them to work or something? Um I'm having that same mm-hmm. kind of struggle right now with my own teenager and informing him that yes, I know you're turning right. 16 next year. No, you don't just get dad's old car. <laughs> <laughs> That's not and he and I was like, Your father and I, and you will sit down and yeah. discuss this, but no, you're not, you know, getting your license and we're handing you keys. Um, and he he looked at me with this very and we're not and we're not a family where it's like yeah have whatever you want you know Um, we've always had chores and allowances and things but he was so stunned when I said well you know like insurance for a teenage boy driver is very expensive who's gonna pay for all of that and he just was so gobsmacked but then that careful balance of So many kids now are like, well, I don't even really need a license. You know, I can lift. Yeah. It used to be like, I forget, I heard something recently about the rate of, Mm -hmm. you know, 16 year old or eligible new drivers getting their license, you know, know, like.
3: 16. So here's what I, mean, I love I was about this the, year. I was the there's a lot more that
2: morning and I made a slow um, roll. There are a lot houses, more sessions
3: like, oh, that are car. related to um, adult ADHD but, uh, than, now, I, than and I feel like the there have been in the past on and juicy topics. So for example, uh, wow. I didn't know that. Right. Because so there's like. like they're I actually like really there's multiple FaceTime sessions on like, you video games you know, like, there's my one. Like, just and if I really need to get somewhere
2: I well, well I'll just lift or uber you're doing a D session um, and my response to um, Chris I said well and then there's we can also so I went to a session to pay for your today, today by Carolyn McGuire which was <laughs> Maybe related to social skills for adults but it was really important and she
3: does she's done a lot of work in the past on social skills with
2: kids if they volunteer
3: um once it was really nice at church or something to be a part like of that conversation where, and also to see everything know, going on in the they, chat there were definitely a lot of adults that showed up with adhd that were struggling with
2: you know their normal routines.
3: how to yeah. be social or how Kate, to what people. about you what's and what take the away? fact what that it? it's really hard and what she does hit the home audience want to know? a lot on the fact that just like with kids it's all about learning how to build trust and intimacy and that that can be really mm-hmm. difficult for an adhd brain to really read those cues well, and if you haven't developed that skill set, then you struggle in that like area. Dungeons but and the dragons. nice part is that you know every every expert <laughs> I've listened to, including Carolyn, our Carolyn, they've all said it's a skill. Yeah, you can develop the skill. You can learn some cues. You may not be perfect, but guess what? Nobody is perfect in the area of social connection, uh, particularly not right now. Uh, but it was really nice because she walked everybody through a formula effectively of how to figure out like, who are the people in your neighborhood basically and where do they belong? Are they acquaintances? Are they friends? What is a friend versus an acquaintance versus a work spouse versus, you know, like somebody that's a boss or, you know, really outside of your network Um, and where, so where do they fit in that world and how do they move from a stranger or an acquaintance to all the way up to that friend level, if you want them to be. Um, And I think, you know, one thing that she said in the very beginning was, we're really lucky if we can find two really deep friendships in a lifetime. And I was like, man, I feel really lucky because like, I could say I have lead, a lot more than that. Three um, appearances, my but, lead
1: is not in question. It's sad that on a lot on a
3: bigger level, like, oh my it. gosh, like I'm my life is so enriched by all the humans that come in and out of it. And yes, some of them are there the, for a like season, and some lead, of them are there, like the they've been there for decades. Cam and
1: I is not and do I talk to them
3: every day? No, but could I pick up the phone and call my best friend from eighth grade? And have a conversation like we just talked the last 200 cars, days right? of the year? Absolutely. In fact, we do it often. Um, so often that my husband's like, Are you ever getting off the phone with
1: her? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes.
3: Um, but I I'll think it was, you know, sweeter. just hit home again <laughs> that, and for me, like right, right now, on. I think we're all craving connection. So it was a really great conversation around that how to foster some say. of that I'm connection sold. and how to determine what kind of connection you have. And what level of sharing and intimacy and trust do each of those connections (laughs) offer? And how do you know when you're not? not? Because she gave some really good concrete Mm. examples and she did a couple of um, Mm. role play scenarios with um, other participants that were fantastic and where they would kind of role play those different scenarios. Um, You know, at one point, Caroline was like doing all the awful, um, you know, the negative, yeah, like cross arms or looking away and sighing and kind of brushing off the conversation. Um, and so it was just a really nice, it was nice to see a live demo because often we can talk about it. But I think the, there's so much value in showing and demonstrating something like that. One, because it hits some <laughs> of us, you know, we're like, oh, that's happened to me, but I never thought of it that way. Um, or it just hits some of us and like, man, like, do I do that to people? Um, you know, have I done that? Have I been that rude or standoffish or gosh, do I do that to people that I don't think are my really close friends? And oh, maybe I shouldn't say that to my coworker. Um, so I think she gave some really good tips and walkaways and her slides. FYI are available for download under her presentation. And it walks you through those processes. So even if you didn't attend the session, download her slides because there's some useful nuggets in there. Excellent, excellent.
0: Cross arms oh. and, and looking away, and
3: right, he's shifty, that guy. <laughs> I love cam. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yep.
3: Oh my gosh. Oh, I like it. I mean, I kind of saw you in like a convertible, but you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, cool. And I'll get her on the show and we'll talk about that again. Uh, And Renee, fair warning, that would be her third time on the show. So Uh I know we want to keep you ahead. So I'm just letting you know. (laughs) (laughs)
2: he's gunning for you renee
0: you're either one or two ahead of him now or yeah uh, you might might be tied i think i don't know
2: (laughs) (laughs) now i have this like visual cartoon in my head of like you know a cartoon renee and a cartoon cam actually it would probably with cam it would be a mountain bike -hmm. But how do you feel about mountain bikes, Renee? Oh, there you go. We'll get get you up. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Um, so I'm just gonna wrap us up because my kids are starting to stomp even louder upstairs than they have been. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully, you guys can't hear that because if you can't hear it, it's not on the audio for the audience to hear. Um. But I just, mm-hmm. I think that the ending essential from what I'm hearing, and, and and we are pretty spread out with what we've talked about. But um, but I think it's critical to to recognize that that despite the challenge of ADHD, like even though we we're all kind of having this ADHD challenge, and that's that's difficult for us. Those are not the only challenges that we face. ADHD is not the only thing. That is hard, and it having ADHD makes the other stuff harder, or having the other stuff makes the ADHD harder, depending on how you want to look at it. But ADHD does not exist in a vacuum. ADHD ADHD exists with racial disparities in a in a culture, and 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 racism, and and school to prison pipelines, and and ADHD exists in an era of COVID and an era of too much screen time and in era of disconnection and adhd exists in social challenges that may or may not be the result of adhd there it's just sometimes hard to people <laughs> A- and it's critical i think that we remember that that because it's easy to say like oh i have adhd and that is the reason for all of the things that are hard for me but that's not the reason for all of the things there's hard that are hard for us there's other factors that are contributing to whatever is hard. And I think it's important to kind of to keep that in mind daily and as this conference progresses and, and, and all of that stuff. Hey, you're still here. Nice. Thanks for staying focused all the way through. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode, feel free to email me at brendan.com